This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We would be honored if you would join us. Entertaining Star Wars characters of all time. Ahmed Best! You guys are gonna make me tear up and I'm an unattractive crier. <laughs> well, happy 20th anniversary, gentlemen. Welcome. Has it well, been 20 years already? 20 years, yeah. We all look good, though, don't we, still? Y'all look great. Well. <laughs> Anthony, you still sexy. <laughs> now, it's been 20 years since your characters each took... Sorry, Warren. Have I got to separate you two? Maybe I'll, in a little I'll stick you over here next to the Emperor. That might be yeah. even better. <laughs> recall George mentioning that uh, you know he was going to make more films well that, that was uh, many years before before this event because um, when I was invited to be in the Star Wars yeah, back in 1975 it, there was just the one film and of course when it came out we all know suddenly there was the one V number and I looked up and it meant episode 4 right and at that point it became common knowledge that George was saying he was going to do uh, what, 1X, which would be 9, and I thought, well, no, does that going to do that? <laughs> um, and, um, you know, then there was this, we shot all these uh, movies, number 6 it became, and then there was this tremendous pause in the universe, this sort of black hole of nothing for, what, 16 years? And I'd com sort of completely forgotten about the movies because I was busy doing all sorts of other things. But a lot of Star Wars stuff, like the exhibitions that you saw around the world, I would front those because, you know, I shared 3PO's ability to be an MC, and, and one day I'll show you how to do it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
you know, I was very popular at doing that, and, and I took uh, 3PO uh, and, and Star Wars uh, around the planet. And then this call to go to a place called Leaveston. Yes, so, uh, you know, a car game, and fortunately the driver knew where it was. And then there was George, you know, who, who was uh, just George with, you know, that voice. And uh, so, uh, uh, and uh, your character, uh, 3PO, is um, uh, kind of uh, made by uh, Anakin. And that sort of was the end of the conversation, and I was a man of few words, and as you know him. And uh, I was really happy that I was made by Anakin, because Sir Alec Guinness had been so wonderful to me in those original films, that to be created by him, I thought 3PO would be really proud until a few days later I suddenly... Because I'd forgotten the details, all right, I was in the movies, but who's who? Too many people, you know, too many characters. But this was Darth Vader, for goodness sake. I know, that's what I was just coming to. That was my punchline, Warwick. Oh, this was... <laughs> I mean, it was like punchlines. They were way ahead of you. They were way... They know their stuff. They know who Anakin's guy will raise. They know he's Darth Vader. Oh, right. It was exactly like this 20 years ago. <laughs> but, it, but look, to be realistic, it does explain, doesn't it, why 3PO is slightly nervous about everything. Because, but, but not that he actually, I think, knows that Darth Vader is his daddy, okay? So if anybody tells him ever, just is your responsibility, live with the results. Because, you know, let's keep it a secret, okay? okay. You're, you're good with secrets, aren't you, Ian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you said just then uh, that, you know, you, you helped me over the years become a better host. Um, and and, and so still, it is a work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing is uh, that I haven't learned from you, and uh, thankfully I haven't, is your, uh, your dress sense. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I, um, sorry. Uh, I had forgotten that, they're, uh, that this was on camera. Yes. Actually, they're not bad. No. What do we think? No. Um, and a bit of a red heel there, which is, is a, a little bit. Uh, how are you doing? Tribute to the dark side. Tribute. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, no, you know, 3PO is very formal and so on, and I have my moments, and I think a sock is where to let those moments out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Armin, George has said that Jar Jar is his favourite character. He wanted a silly, lovable, physical comedian that was like Goofy and Buster Keaton. And you gave him exactly what he hoped for. Yeah, hire a skinny kid from the South Bronx and you get all of that. <laughs> <laughs> now, you were discovered for this role when you were a member of the stage show Stomp. Yeah. Uh, can I you discuss stomp. the differences between your physical performance on stage and your physical direction of Jar Jar? Um, well, Jar Jar was very much Buster Keaton and, um, I was a huge Buster Keaton fan, Charlie Chaplin fan, Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee. Like, it was always physical for me, you know, much like Ray. I grew up in martial arts, and I, I really uh, enjoyed being a physical person. And Stomp was extremely physical, you know, it's a musical with no words. And it was really about communication through uh, physicality and percussion. So when Robin Gerland, who casted episode one, when she saw me in Stomp, she, was, she looked at me and the way I was moving, she was like, that might be good for what George is looking for. And then um, uh, 
uh, she brought me to Skywalker Ranch, which was mad trippy. Uh, so I, you know, growing up in the South Bronx, you never think that you would ever get a look like Star Wars. Like no one prepared me. There's no school for that. You know, when you're on the play playground running for your life, you're like, in about 20 years, I'm gonna be in Star Wars, and all y'all gonna be ready. <laughs> you know, there is, there's never any of that. So like, going to uh, Skywalker Ranch and then eventually screen testing at ILM in the, in the mocap suit, and everybody going, we don't know what's gonna happen, just go do some stuff. And I was just like, I'm just gonna be as, as, as physical as I possibly can and try to give George everything he wanted. Because that was brand new, that technology of motion capture, wasn't it? Was, it? it was, you know, it was extremely cutting edge, and um, there was a lot of questions. Like, nobody knew how much to do, how much not to do. You know, the reason why I was in the suit was really um, as a backup in case the CGI didn't work or in case they needed the shot and they couldn't animate the shot. And, you know, fortunately, it was... Uh -huh. um, you know, Industrial Lights and Magic and, and Lucasfilm, they're just so incredibly intelligent and talented and collaborative, you know. They let this young 20-year-old kid be a part of this thing, you know, and really, really be a pioneer in, in the history of film. Actually, um, So obviously in The Phantom Menace we see the origins of 3PO. What was your approach to playing him at that stage? Well, uh, of course, I actually wasn't uh, hefting the suit there because I, I did arrive on set to, to find Michael Lynch uh, wearing this um, extraordinary uh, puppet and he, he, from ILM and he had created what, as we all now recognize, would be inside that, you know, golden outfit. And it was a really surreal experience for me because there was Michael um, kind of not only being a wonderful puppeteer, but sort of uh, being me as a kind of, it was a weird thing because I wasn't doing it and 3PO wasn't kind of the way 3PO was in my mind because I guess when you don't have all the outsides on you move in a slightly more uh, fluid way and um, it was it was quite magical to see him and what I loved was the imagination um, to think that in fact 3PO hadn't always been a golden droid somebody had to make it and you know for people to say you know when 3PO says thank the maker who's he talking about well, obviously that he knows. He's talking about the guy who made him, in this case it was Anakin. So to be on the set and see that was a slightly remote experience, frankly. And um, of course the line I loved was, uh, what do you mean, naked? Because <laughs> you know, R2-D2 is such a light, uh, he's so rude. And, um, and he says, you know, beep, 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 beep. my parts are showing. <laughs> my. And always, always, Actors always check their flies before coming on stage, don't they? So as an actor, you're, 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 you're faintly embarrassed at, at this. And I, I love that. Um, but it, it was quite a remote experience. And um, I didn't, in fact, meet many men past until that first celebration, all those years, 20 years ago now. And that's where you and I were on stage yeah, together. Yeah, I yeah, always yeah. remember 
fantastic. You walked out and just took over the whole thing. But actually, yeah, I, I forgave him. It was all right. Actually, it gave me a few minutes break. I was so grateful. I, I, I yeah. Um, but just to say, just to take it, yeah. To, all those people who were there, and I know some of you were there at the original celebration. Wait a minute, wait for it. Because down here to, to my left is the producer, the guy who put it all together for you, and who's just going to stand up. You won't be able to see him from where you are. But Dan Matson, ladies and gentlemen. We wouldn't be here today without Dan's original inspiration. And I love you for it, and they do too, Dan. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. It's a bit different to those tents, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we, we talked a bit about it yesterday. To people who weren't there, it was like being in a war zone. We were drenched, we were walking in mud. And every, do you remember how everybody was smiling? You were there. Yeah, everybody seemed to love being dirty as long as you were. <laughs> Look at that. Stuff. Yeah, that was it. That, that was, was it. That was crazy. And oh, you know, guys, if you weren't there, there's a, what's that? Um, uh, Ian, Ian, wake up. Yeah. Wow. Um, Traumatised. Traumatized. Right? Now, what's the Shakespeare play where somebody says, those people now are bad in England, will tell them man who deep, uh, uh, that they weren't there? Etc. No, they weren't. Not Henry V, I think. It, it was Henry V or something. Yes, it was on Christmas Day. It, it was like this band, band of brothers, right? Yeah, that's great. Right. Oh, look at that. Remember that? Right? I remember that. The Jar Jar Jam. When I thought I could actually... Oh, that was fun. Those, those were right. a Wookiee shirt. That was my favorite shirt. Right. Oh, there is Dan and out. me. And, and you still got the same jacket. I, I have, but I don't have the same hair, unfortunately. Look, I have black hair there. I remember a couple of Klingons crashed at in, in Denver, and they, I don't think they got out alive. They, were just, they got destroyed. It's frightening. Yeah. Absolutely, good times in Denver, and uh, isn't it wonderful here? 20 years later, we're still doing the same thing, but on a much grander scale. And you know, The Phantom Menace, that was the movie that started Celebration, because that was what we were there to celebrate, to talk about. So uh, without this wonderful movie, we wouldn't be here today doing this. So uh, thank you to The Phantom Menace, absolutely. So, Ian, Ray, Armand and Anthony, we thank you for your brilliant contributions to The Phantom Menace. Thank you. Now, I'd like to ask Gene, Doug, John and Matthew to join us once again. Marvellous people, artists and performers who contributed to this film. It's On fantastic. a Monday, too. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. We're all now, way um, more grey, too, than we were. <laughs> now today we're celebrating uh, the new beginning of the Star Wars saga and that came from the very heart of Mr. George Lucas himself. Yeah. Now I've just received a personal message from George. Should we play it? Yeah. Yeah. Alright then, let's take a look. Thank you for coming to the celebration. It's uh, one, one of my favourite movies. You know, and of course, Jar Jar is my favorite character. Um, and he did a fantastic job. It was very, very hard. Also for John Knoll and all the guys at ILM, I made it impossible for them. We broke a lot of ground. We were using test equipment 
uh, and uh, but it was the beginning of digital. Even though we didn't get to shoot the whole thing digitally, we did shoot part of it. So it was really one of the first digital features, and I'm very proud of that. The fans are always such a big part of these films, and obviously those of you who are here uh, are the fans of episode one, and uh, I love each and every one of you. thank you for allowing me to be part of episode one and of Star Wars of course and for casting these incredibly talented actors and filmmakers who have made a huge impact on the Star Wars galaxy. Thank you. Now please allow me to uh, take a moment to illustrate. Doug Chang, episode one was only the beginning of Doug's contributions to Star Wars design. He has since created some of the most iconic and original imagery in the entire saga. Doug's helped to lead design efforts on The Force Awakens, Rogue One and Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, along with numerous other projects. The Academy Award winner is now Lucasfilm's Vice President and Executive Creative Director for Star Wars. Let's hear it now. Bolte has been leading, uh, a leading artist in the world of visual effects for decades. She continued as viewpaint supervisor on Star Wars Attack of the Clones and remains an ILM to this day. A 30 plus year career, one of the longest tenured women at Lucasfilm, has garnered dozens of feature film credits. with technical innovation it's an example to her fellow artists today and for all those to come. Jean Bolte. <laughs> Matthew Wood has remained an essential part of the Star Wars sound design team for 20 years. Uh, in addition to working on many other projects at Skywalker Sound, he's earned nominations for Oscars, BAFTAs and Emmy Awards. Matthew has perhaps voiced more Star Wars characters than anyone else in history. We continue to hear his work in many, many ways. Matthew Wood. John Knoll is a 30-plus year veteran at ILM and is now Chief Creative Officer and Senior Visual Effects Supervisor. He's won Academy Awards, including recognition just this year for his co-creation of Photoshop, along with his brother Thomas. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. He's even on the board of governors of the